Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHCS 1220. 98.1 FM. All right. You're listening to the Ask Brian Show, and every week, we're here on every Thursday, we're interviewing either a startup or CEO of a company to learn business. And every week, people ask us, why is Ask Brian spelled with an E? Because when they went to school, they spelled Brian I-A-N or Y-A-N, and they don't understand why it's with an E. They're not Irish and they're not at a pub, and they don't know why O'Brien is uh, has anything to do with this show. So we always ask our engineer: Is the engineer around, or is he uh, just you know sitting around playing with his phone or something else, or you know making pretend he's not here? Is Patrick here? Hello. Why, yes, I am, Mr. Patrick. <laughs> Was that Mr. Bill reference right? Yes, there? <laughs> I, I know Saturday Night Live. Come on. Uh, I was just waiting for you to kind of, you know, inch, inch, you are, make an you, entrance for me. You know Saturday Night Live with Alec Baldwin is playing Donald Trump. That's about his, you know, your age group. No, mine was Jimmy Fallon, Will Ferrell. <laughs> so Mr. Engineer that begins with a knee, who sometimes gets excited that begins with a knee, who can be excellent at times, but very rarely with me. Why do you have an E in the S prime? Well, there's a number of ways that the E stands for. It's kind of like the themes of S. Brian. One of them would be, well, let's see, he took engineer. You were not very empathetic, so, well, he took, well, he's definitely got the excitement going on, like he just said. Other ones we have are uh, experts, because everybody is an expert on Ask Brian, uh, that everybody that they bring in. Outside of that, there's experience, because you need to have a lot of experience to be on Ask Brian. There's also enthusiasm as well. And am I forgetting, am I forgetting anyone? Well, hold on. What about the fact that- Energetic! Energetic's good, too. Energetic. Well. Oh, you know, we do have, we have a new E for this week. It's actually, our other engineer is named Emily, and she starts with an E. And you have to be an extrovert to be on the show. And that means there's more estrogen in the house. Whoa, 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 whoa. Woo. Those views are not the operation of KHCS or Ask Brian. <laughs> Estrogen. What are we talking about here? And you have to have. With that. If you're going to be on the show, you have to have an energy drink. Another E. <laughs> now that explains a lot. Yes, right it does. <laughs> did you mention experts? I did. Tracy, you got my back on that one, right? Yes, he absolutely did. And that's why, even if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Another trait of our engineer lying. Okay. That doesn't start with an E. <laughs> okay, without any further ado, how do you spell ado? A-D-I-E-U. This is the Sesame Street for business. <laughs> uh, okay, without any further ado, we do have a real show here. We do have a real person, and he's probably chopping at the bits. What did I get myself into today? <laughs> he, he probably, exited, probably exited with an E while we all this He's like, what am I doing? Happening. I'm going to have a conversation with Brian. And by the way, expert dojo begins with an E. All right, so, Adam, you still around? I'm still here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, we always like to begin the show with that to explain things about 
what we're doing here. Now, the first question we have is, what is your background? I know you have a company. Before we get to that company, I want to, people want to know a little bit about your background, your history, how you got to where you were, and how you created the company. So if you can give a little background on that, we'd like to start there. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a suburb of New York, um, and I went all the way across. Okay, cool. Where? I grew up in uh, Nassau County in Great Neck. Okay, I grew up in that other suburb in Westchester. Um, My condolences. So... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> so I flew across the country, went to school at uh, UC Berkeley, majored in computer science, interned at Uber for a summer doing like machine learning stuff, then uh, worked in consulting at uh, Boston Consulting Group. And then kind of at the start of the pandemic, you know, I, I, you know, I just really moved to New York City and didn't really know a lot of people. So I was like, how do I meet people? And not just that, how do I meet other entrepreneurs or future roommates? Basically like really targeted connections. So if I was going to meet people, I wanted to meet them authentically, kind of like I do at, when I go to a bar. You know, when I walk up to someone in a bar, I see them face to face. So if we were going to create a virtual emulation of this sort of social dynamic, it has to be face to face. So Vardy uh, is the virtual party. And we seek to become the first ever real social network where you can authentically make new connections. So the way it works is you enter virtual spaces where you have friends or some sort of common background trait, and then you move around using arrow keys, and you enter private video chats when you walk up to someone. So you can kind of imagine it like real life. You know, you walk up to people to talk to them, um, as opposed to a Zoom call, which is like just breakouts if you want to get a little more intimate. And the superpower here, though, is entering virtual spaces that couldn't really exist in real life. And the big vision here comes from how ineffective social media as it currently stands, is at bringing me real authentic connections, like true friends or a future roommate or romantic partner. I found them all kind of inauthentic. There was no intimacy or serendipity. Um, Yeah, happy to elaborate further if that's helpful. Absolutely. So uh, when you're working at Uber, uh, when you say machine learning, is that like AI or or what specifically were you doing at, at Uber? Yeah, so specifically I was on like a basically optimizing spend kind of team. So, like, like how to leverage these mathematical models to figure out, like, what exactly should uh, a driver be paid? And then uh, you left there at Boston Consulting. What were you doing there? I was just working out on a, a suite of different companies, you know, like, with specific, like, strategy problems. So, for instance, like, a, a beauty company wanted to eliminate some of its product lines. So, like, I was on more of the quantitative side figuring out, like, how that will, you know, which basically which products to cut and like good, you know, models to ensure that like the company that, you know, the most profitable decision. Now you started with one other person? So I started it actually, you know, with like a few people. I mean, it was, it was really me in the very beginning for like about a month, just like doing design work, kind of like just, yeah, like conceptualizing everything um, and creating product roadmaps and then sort of brought in like other engineers a lot of other Berkeley people, some MIT people at one point, and then people kind of filter in and out when it's a very early company. So the team as it is now is me, my good friend from high school, Wesley, and then this guy, Ivan. So Wesley was my yeah, good friend in high school. Um, we both did debate in high school, and he basically worked, was a Columbia CS major as well. He was a CS major as well, and then he worked in high-frequency trading for a bit. Yeah, he kind of helped me on the growth side of things but we really both do everything. And then Ivan is a really experienced engineer who was actually a user that was just so passionate. And yeah, he sort of like had all these cool ideas and we're like, fine, like just join the team at this point. 
Yeah, he's had, he has like 15 plus years of engineering experience. How did he get the word out in the beginning? We didn't do anything. We knew nothing about marketing or sales. We're, we're a lot better now. But like at that time, no, this is November 2020. Like someone's LinkedIn, it said like, oh, they were like working at Vardy. And then that person's friend was like, hey, like I work for, you know, this company. We would love to host an event. And then they started hosting events and then people attended those events. And then, you know, one of those people was Ivan, like a, another attendee hosted an event. And then yeah, Ivan attended the attendees event. And then he was just like reaching out with all these ideas. And we're like, all right, who is this? Who is this crazy guy? And he ended up being like, yeah, really good fit for us. So, that, so we really didn't do anything is, is the answer. <laughs> and you've been around what, for about that a, year, time. a year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I first started like working on it in March of 2020, but we really launched in like late November. And then like we really started like a real like growth campaign, like actually like reaching out to people like you're supposed to, like first sales call, like a, honestly, like a couple months ago. So we're really focused on Basically, like, you know, the, the big vision here is you hop on randomly and can meet random people that you'd really click with. Like, you know, let's, let's say you move to a new city. Like, how are you really going to meet people that you have a lot in common with? Whether it's, like, other podcasters, for you maybe, or, you know, for me, it's, like, entrepreneurs, or whatever it is, like, Marvel movie fans. We didn't think it was a good solution, but for now, we think to get to that solution, we need a critical mass of users. So we're doing virtual events for communities that just really value authenticity and, you know, being face-to-face. So we're focused on churches, and we kind of stumbled on that use case serendipitously. But um, we think that's a really good use case for a lot of America. That is the core of all social life, and it blends into other communities like dating, parenting, etc. So we're focused on emulating the virtual church lobby, and we're working with a major online church to do that who's paying us monthly. But um, more than that, like there are like thousands of other users that use it for free, and a lot of we're also focused on university networking events. We're exploring dating events. Those are the kind of the three main beachhead markets we're exploring. So it is a free platform like a Facebook. Anybody can join and become part of it. Is that correct? Certainly. Yep. You can just go on Vardy, V-A-R-T-Y.io for free, and you can set up an event. And you just, for free, can have 25 people in there. Now, if you want to host a really big event, you know, maybe like you're a conference holder, or maybe you're an online church with a huge congregation, you're going to have to pay 99 bucks a month or a subscription to have 100 people. And then if you want to host more, you could contact us. It sounds a little almost like Zoom. You know, for Zoom, you get the first 40 minutes free. You can do a certain amount of people. But once you get to a certain level, then you have to start paying a little bit more. Now, these virtual events, that includes video. And so how do people go into this virtual meeting room? Yeah, so you basically click a URL. You know, you just click a link, and then... Damn, you have to take a picture. And this picture that you take is just going to be a selfie of yourself, and it's going to be your little avatar. So as you're walking around, you enter, then you are dropped into a virtual space, which could be like a bar, it could be a church, it could be whatever the host has customized it to. And then you just walk around, kind of like a little video game. And then, you know, using your arrow keys to move. And then when you're next to someone else's photo, you overlap with them, and you zoom into a video chat. So you could have like 100 or 1,000 people in a space but you're really only talking to the people you're, you're virtually near. Kind of like in real life, you know, like when I go to a bar, I'm not talking to the entire bar. I'm talking to people I'm physically next to, whereas Zoom kind of treats it like you're talking to the entire bar. Or they do breakouts, in which case it's kind of hard to fluidly move in and out of them. So when you're near somebody, you're allowed to talk to them, you can only talk to people within a certain distance of that person? It, pretty much, yeah. And what if that other person doesn't want to talk? Oh, they can just walk away, like in real life. Or there is a button to walk call, 
and you can just prevent someone else from entering your conversation. And are they speaking over the platform? Yeah, they are talking via the platform. So that's the party platform. It's not like they're calling into somewhere else, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, the video chat, all that stuff was built in-house, and they used our video chat to speak. And if the people meet each other that way and they're interested in getting further, how do they contact each other? Yeah, that's what I think is so unique about our platform. Is we really do focus on, like, hey, you met online, but, like, the whole point of this is we want to make people have real offline connections from those online interactions. So you can friend people. And when you friend someone, you get access to, you know, whatever information they want you to have, basically. So if I'm friends with you, I get two things. One, I get that information, which could be, you know, your, it could be your email, your LinkedIn, etc. But secondly, when you're on the platform, I can basically, like, follow you into your space. So I can see when you're online and be like, hey, I kind of like you, and, like, I trust that you're normal and have normal friends, so I kind of want to meet your friends, and they can be interesting. And, like, these sort of concentric circles of communities are created that way. And we've already seen a portion of users actually doing this. They hop on randomly, and they see what friends they have on the platform, and they go jump into their space, their party, virtual party. So I know this, you may not want to give this information out, but I do have a question. How many members do you currently have? So we have, you know, like, thousands of signups, daily active like monthly active, stuff like that, they, they tend to spike. Not, not monthly active, it's weekly active. Like it's, they tend to, you know, some days it could be like hundreds, some days it could be like dozens. And it's really dependent on like which events are going on. So we want to get to a place, you know, where kind of like on Clubhouse, you know, there's just like all these rooms available to explore. But we think it makes more sense to start in this event-like structure because it's not very interesting unless there are a bunch of people on at once. So if you condense the time frame to which people can attend, i.e. like in an event-like structure, then, you know, it's more valuable of an experience because you can, like, meet various people. You're not just talking to a few. And that's the power of Vardy. So if I met somebody there, right, a couple of things that mm -hmm. I might want, right? One is obviously the contact information, business card, uh, what business they're in, because I might want that for business purposes. I might yeah. want it for dating purposes as well. Not the business, but obviously the name, contact information. Potentially, I guess, a picture, although not necessarily just because I may not remember who that person is. So can I just, is it like a, a way that I can just click on it and then they're added to my group? So you send them a friend request, and then if they accept you, you get that information. What if they don't, then you don't. And later on, what if I don't want to be friends with them? I realize, well, that was a really good person, but, you know, now they're stalking. So it's like, oh. oh. Yeah, just <laughs> totally. You just unfriend them. But they still would have my contact information if they wrote it down, right? Yeah, they would. Okay. Sort of. You know, the risk you run when you meet anyone in real life. That's what happened when I met the engineer. Um, <laughs> he's looking dumbfounded right now. Did you swallow yeah. a fly? I think you swallowed a fly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm here. And speechless. Sure, let's call it that. <laughs> so now we have a very, very okay. simple question to Adam. Okay, you have this business. How do you make money? So you charge people that want to host large events. So for instance, some of these big online churches or these university events, they don't want just 25 people in that space. That's not, that's not enough to do what they're trying to do. So, you know, it kind of goes up based on the number of attendees you would like at the event. So to have 25 to 100 people, you pay 99 bucks a month. To have like 100 to 1,000 people, you would pay more depending on how frequently the events would occur. But eventually, as this becomes more of a social network, less about like targeted like random events 
we'll make money based on kind of product placement ads. So imagine like a virtual Coke bottle in a space. Well, actually, that, 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 that was what I was thinking, you know. So, for instance, if you are in that social setting, there are going to be products around, right? I mean, if you're at a bar, mm-hmm. you're drinking a beer, right? So you can advertise for the beer, right? You know, every little thing. Totally. People are doing stuff. So, I mean, that, that was my, my thought, Ben. And they could be interactive. They could be more engaging than the average ad. Like you mentioned a beer. What if it's like go play beer pong with, you know, whatever brand of beer, the virtual beer pong? Obviously. And, and then you need the equipment. <laughs> what if you're playing pool? Brian. What if you're playing pool? Brian's like, I want to play beer pong. <laughs> I, I already am. <laughs> you know, this is, this is O'Brien's pub, and Patrick's there pouring the beer. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't even know if I, I don't even know if I should feel offended or not. Because <laughs> I like, think you should just the always, you. <laughs> always default to offended. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> He's trying to become a leprechaun. Okay. So, um, so but to get us back on track, um, I have a question. So, do you consider this to be, in your opinion, the the next level social media marketing. I know you indicated earlier in the show that you're not a big fan of the traditional, what we're I guess now considered yeah. the traditional social media. So talk to us a little bit about how you see Vardy really fitting into changing the landscape of social media. Yeah, I think that social networking has never really existed. You know, like it started with Facebook with like, or there were things before Facebook, like Friendster, et cetera. But like the big one now, obviously, with text is Facebook. And then we got a little more intimate with Instagram, and that was a focus on photos. Then TikTok was a video. And then Clubhouse actually brought us real-time audio. And I do think the next step should be real-time video. But um, more than that, like, the whole point of going on these social platforms is to, you know, enhance your social life. You go on when you're feeling maybe a little lonely or you want to connect with people more. But there are all these trade-offs that exist. You know, there's a mental health crisis with teenagers because they go on social media and they're basically comparing their lives to celebrity highlight reels. Then there's also political extremism that's developed because you're showcased echo chambers rather than being exposed to new ideas. So if we could just, like, take all the bad out of it and just focus on the, the good part that social media did bring us, through connecting with people that aren't physically next to you and, like, really index more on, you know, how do we connect with them, that's what I think social networking should be. Like, there, don't have, there doesn't have to be these, these negatives with, you know, internet technologies. The internet's actually a really powerful thing, and it, it just needs to be used for a force for good. Well, how, how can you regulate, you know, political speech when people meeting, it doesn't matter if they're meeting virtually or online on a Facebook, whatever. I mean, if you meet somebody that's an extremist, either on the right side or the left side, how do you prevent that from a virtual meeting? You just enter places where you're, so I, you wouldn't be able to, like, I guess, avoid someone that, you know, has an extreme view, but you'd be exposed to many different kinds of views. Whereas, like, you know, the Facebook or other algorithms, they iterate, you know, your news feeds based on, like, what will, like, glue your eyes to the screen. And that'll be, like, the things you like. So if you're, you know, on the left, it'll be leftist ideas. On, on the right, it'll be right-wing ideas. But, like, on Vardy, you're really just entering spaces where we're not, like, hyper-optimizing, like, uh, the kinds of content that you're exposed to. We're just trying to showcase people that you would like to be exposed to. So focusing on like, you know, which kinds of connections you'd like to make. That sort of just allow, it allows the dialogue to be more nuanced. How is this different than like Oculus or virtual reality? So two, two things. We do think that like VR would be a, a cool thing to explore in like five, 
or so years. But the fact is, do you, do you have an do you have an Oculus set? Do you have virtual reality technology at home? Um, I had a client that had virtual reality, uh, which was a very interesting concept. Uh, but um, right, but most people don't. But pretty, much, do you have a, a camera on your laptop computer? Uh, yes. But everyone has that, so it's more accessible for one, and two, it's a little more authentic because when you're wearing these VR sets. You can't get like a camera feed, at least with the technology that exists right now when you're wearing these goggles, of your face. So video chat is more authentic. But yeah, the, the big thing here is people just don't have VR yet. So this is the best way to get to a virtual world that feels authentic. Is that a long-term project for you in five or ten years then, as that becomes more popular? Certainly. We'll definitely explore yeah. it. It's hard. can't predict the future, but yeah, I think that would be something worth, definitely worth exploring. Whatever, you know, is, is really like as an output, like making the world have better, more meaningful connections. Like there shouldn't, like if someone's an entrepreneur and they love someone, they should know all the other entrepreneurs that they would like to know. There should be none of these like weird networking games or whatever. It should just, it should be very, very organic and, and yeah, hyper connected in, in a meaningful way. Well, I was just curious about, uh, when we were talking earlier, you were about the political stances and eliminating being in groups that you're like-minded with, what what is the situation like? Can someone hack into a party? Because I knew one time I was doing a coaching call on Zoom and it got hacked, and it was literally one of the worst professional experiences I may have ever had. Oh, I <laughs> and so I was just curious if you have firewalls or protection for things like that, right? How to navigate that? Right. So, so we should talk about two different kinds of of parties, two different kinds of virtual spaces. So you can make them public or private. So in your case, it was a professional setting. You, you're probably not going to post that to the Explore Barty stage where it's, like, publicly listed and, like, you're, you're like, come one, come all. We're all talking about, like, you know, some political topic. Like, in your case, you would just make it private and then you'd have to have, like, a passcode to enter or have to be a friend or whatever, basically, you set up. And no one would hack in, no. And if, you, and if they did, you could just remove them with the click of a button. It would be easy. But that has never happened with us. And then I was, you know, in celebration of International Podcast Day, which I've been trying to work into this conversation since the beginning, <laughs> um, <laughs> I could actually see this, and I was curious if this is part of your growth strategy, but I can really see this, I think when you mentioned Clubhouse, it triggered it for me, but there's so many challenges around one-directional conversations with podcast listeners, right? So you're hosting a podcast, you may or may not have a co-host, but you're interviewing a guest, but you really can't literally continue the conversation outside of the podcast with your listeners. So it seems like this could right. be a really interesting audience growth strategy so that you could host launch parties for your podcast. You could host book launches if you're releasing books as an author. It feels like it could be a really good place for a marketing opportunity for businesses that are grand openings? Like, how would you monetize it in that way and work with different people in that, in that type of promotional area? Sorry, I'm just writing that down because that's such a brilliant idea, the book launch. Uh, uh, Brian, so did you hear that? Yes, that she's going to get royalties. Did you hear that? Yes, she's going to get royalties because I'm her attorney, but go ahead. Sure, I mean, think about it. Like, I'm sure you heard that. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> write that one down, sure. Um, like imagine like in your guys case, like meeting, you know, your, your fans after imagine like this podcast is over. Someone wants to talk to me. They just walk up and talk to me, you know, like what if, you know, the, the podcast is being hosted on Vardy and then like it's streamed to this, to the radio station. Right. Or, you know, it doesn't really matter how it's hosted, but it could be after the radio show too. But yeah, like how to monetize that. I think in that case we would just kind of mimic 
other, you know, business models for how people like do meet and greets online. So which is charging the attendees to attend in that case. I don't know exactly the pricing. I think it'd be dependent on, you know, the, the magnitude of the show, the podcast, whatever. But like, you know, for influencer meet and greets, maybe it could be like 10 bucks per attendee to talk to, you know, a set of like five influencers, basically like a VIP kind of situation. Is the proxy right. in real you could, you could almost even think about creating a third-party relationship with like a Patreon or a Glow FM where podcasters have these communities that people pay for to, for private access. And then part of that um, is that the podcaster pays you for the room and then their community members can come into it, which is seriously something I'm thinking about launching with you. That's why I was asking. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like really liking these ideas, to be honest. <laughs> I like that as well. Well, that's what we're here for. You know, business development strategy is just part of our goal. Yeah. And one other thing I wanted to touch on is you mentioned that you're just now starting to venture into sales calls. And, you know, if an entrepreneur says that they don't have to do sales for their business, then they're either really out of touch or lying. So I'm glad, A, that you brought up that you are having to do outreach for sales. What is one of the challenges that you feel about that and is do you have a strategy in place where you're going to bring on a business development director and how is that working out for you certainly so i think in the early days it's got to be us got to be the founders selling but we definitely would love to outsource some of this work but to be honest like we're not experienced with this we're product people we're engineers so in the beginning we like didn't do any sales and we were still getting sales but now we realize we have to so you're right (laughs) they like to actually get like real growth going so the challenges here are just, like, I'm, I'm just speaking right off the cuff. It's, it's just, like, kind of hard to get people to do something new, you know? Like, when you're talking to some institution, like, you know, like maybe, like, a church or, you know, even, like, dating, it's, like, they're, they're always hesitant with new technology. Um, and you can't really, like, describe Barty well. You kind of have to go on to it to understand it. Um, it sounds like you guys have a good grasp. But a lot of people, it's, it's like, kind of hard to visualize. So I think that's a really hard, hard thing. And I think there's some distrust out there, you know, with uh, video technologies too, like people hear about like data breaches. There's really no risk with us because we're leveraging basically like WebRTC, which is Google's like, you know, open source uh, video chat library. So we're about as secure as they are. That's great. How how did you come up with the name (laughs) Vardy? Where does that come from? You know, my best friend was like, this was his one contribution. Uh, (laughs) We've been talking, it was like called Project, like Virtual Nights for literally like five months. And we needed a name. And he was just sitting there one day. He's like, look, dude, I'm partying. Look, I'm virtually partying. Like, with a beer in front of his computer. I'm like, wait a minute. That actually works. It's so, it's, like, almost so laughable of a name that you won't forget it. And we could see it being, like, verbalized, you know, like, becoming a verb, um, you know. Like, like five years. Yeah, yeah like, I'll Google Why it. Like, it? I'm bought. <laughs> Why do I think there might have been some beer pong involved in this? Yeah, that was certainly, like, how we thought about it in those early days. It was really just built for us. But there were so many other people that found value in that kind of moving around and video chat dynamic. I love the name. I think it's so brandable and really great. I mean, basically, it's the combination of a virtual party, Vardy. I love it. Thank you. I'm sure it's tough to get the name, too. I mean, I I see it's on their I.O., but, I mean, is there uh, Vardy.com? Do you know? Yeah, we, we were just, like, you know, when we had no money, we're Barty.io, and we just sort of never made the switch. We Maybe we should, now that we have a, a bit of money. Tiny bit. Enough, just enough to get in trouble. Another tip we gave you. <laughs> well, yeah, if no, you it. were to seek out, inv- 
Uh, that's a great segue to my next question. So I'm not saying that you are seeking out investors or that we are seeking investors for you because that's not what we do. But I am curious if you were to get investor funding, what would be the three top areas you would utilize your funds for? So we definitely need a mobile product. So hiring, we think two iOS engineers. Like we have the, the talent in-house to do it, but if we want to do it quickly, we need a bit more talent. So think about it. Like for any social platform, Mobile is, is huge. You need no excuse for why someone can't get onto the platform. So we only have a website, for, uh, a desktop version now. That's the first thing. The second thing is hosting influencer events for meet and greet, meet and greet. So basically, like, as a, this can be kind of generalized to uh, growth. And so this means, like, paying people to basically host events that, like, draw on a lot of other people, similar to the Clubhouse growth model. And third, there's a suite of room recommendation features we'd like to build. So this just requires like a bit more infrastructure engineering work. So room recommendation basically means like I hop on there, like how do I know where this person actually wants to hang out? So we ask them questions and we like kind of like curate the list of like people and then we send them an email. This, this is how we're planning like a pipeline of how to set up these uh, like really tailored events for your liking. You know, like maybe for you guys, it's like, hey, like who's going to come on a radio show next? And then like you really get a curated list of like those people and you blast an email to them and then bam, people can join or maybe they can pay to join it. And then like, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. I, I would think know. like sports and stuff like that, right? So you can have, you know, the Green Bay Packer group or whatever, or the New York Jet group uh, or the, you know, Dallas Court Cowboy group, and they can all all go into that room and, and, and chat and, you know, talk about totally. the team, right? So they've got, got that. And, they, and more than that, they can watch the game together. Well, they can yeah. already do that kind of dynamic, yeah. Virtual watch party, yeah. And of course, with the virtual beer, uh, Pat, you know, we need to have the beer, but that's okay. Of course, that's the one issue. You know, we maybe we partner with like Postmates or something. And the barbecue, you know, because you got to have the outside grill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a little virtual grill in the room where it's like, you know. <laughs> so I just wanted to quickly ask you about where is your primary marketing outreach? What's your marketing strategy around getting your audience and your followers to grow? Yeah, so we're quite frankly in the very early days of marketing. We, we're not experienced in this, which is why our accelerator has been super helpful. But um, we're really just kind of sending emails. Um, like, hey, we think this could be a really good fit for your community to host an event. That's really where the bulk of our efforts lie. And we're, like, updating our social medias, et cetera. So early days on this. No, that's great. I mean, you've got to start somewhere. So you're mainly doing organic outreach right now, and then exactly. um, I would assume... Yeah. Right, and then we've given you some great marketing strategies here on this call. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys, yeah, you guys deserve yeah, some. All right, I'll keep on that side, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as your lawyer, yes. So before we wrap up, what is one thing as an entrepreneur that you would say has been your biggest challenge and your biggest success? Biggest challenge is, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> uh, where to start? Maybe finding the right first market to go after. You know, like there are obviously a lot of use cases for something like this. So focusing is really important. That was really hard. Just like saying no to certain opportunities. And the biggest success was I think just like, you know, creating a, a product that people like instantly started paying for and, and loved. That was, yeah, I think has to be the biggest success. But also getting a really talented team to follow my lead. And your biggest success? Oh, no, that was the so biggest success, getting, getting a talented team to follow my lead and also building a product. Oh, team. okay. Sorry about that. I didn't hear that. 
<laughs> no, no, it's fine. I, I didn't really like it. Um, like, man, that's a big challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. And how can people get in touch with you? And if they want to start their own Vardy, how can people start a Vardy? So to get in touch with me, contact me on email via adam at vardy.io. That's V as in Victor, A-R-T-Y dot I-O. You can find me on LinkedIn, Adam Young, I guess, as well. And to start a Vardy, just go on vardy.io and then click start a Vardy and then send that link to people. And if you want to host a bigger event, you'll have to upgrade to premium. Remember, bigger means over 25 people. But yeah, I encourage you to just check it out, try it out with like a smaller group, like 10 or 20 people. But yeah, that's how, that's how we get going. And so everybody becomes a member, is that how it works? Yeah, when you sign up, you become a registered user. So can I attend a party if I'm not a member? You have to sign up like with Google or with your email to become a member, but it's free to sign up. Okay. And to enter any party, you, you need to become a registered user. Uh, what's the main benefit of Vardy? Before we go, enabling authentic relationships. You know, it's just really hard to get the same level of intimacy, serendipity that exists in real life online. And we think we are like actually the first real way to do that. So I, I think that's a very yeah a very powerful benefit to Vardy. It's just like how do I actually like develop a real friend, uh, romantic connection, professional connection? You know, I send them texts and like maybe we schedule a Zoom call. It's like all these like weird steps that we don't think need to occur. You just walk up to someone like you do in real life and then face-to-face talk to them. So that authenticity to online. Well, thank you very much. You're listening to KHS 1220 98.1 FM with our guest Adam Young of Vardy, V-A-R-T-Y dot I-O with my co-host Tracy. And it is International Podcast Day. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.